to the third season of Raise Your Standards podcast. Um, Autumn can't be with us today, um, but we're interviewing one of my friends, a special guest, Carly Williams. She is a practicing dietitian, fitness guru, gal, full of faith in the Lord, and so confident in herself it radiates to others. So Carly, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about what makes Carly, Carly. No, thank you so much, Hannah. I'm so excited to be on here. Honestly, I am obsessed with your podcast. I know I told you that already, but so, so good. So encouraging. Um, but yeah, like I, like you said, I am a registered dietitian. I currently um, have been working as one for almost two and a half years now, which is crazy, but love nutrition, all things fitness, Jesus. So yeah, super excited to be here. Well, I'm super excited to have this conversation because we have so much in common. Um, we're both, I think, well, yeah, we're both personal trainers, have that certification. So that's super cool, something in common. Um, and yeah, big shout out to Autumn. She just got engaged. Woohoo. So she's enjoying that season and some other stuff. Um, we're, we're happy for her, but we're not walking through the same season. So we'll talk about that a little bit too. Um, but I'll just get to that first question for Carly which is what is your best piece of advice? It can be nutrition related, faith, fitness, um, anything. Ooh, that's a good one. I would say, honestly, I would say if we're talking about like fitness and nutrition, I think my biggest piece of advice, especially just because like, just how many, you know, just everything out there with social media with fitness and nutrition can be crazy and just bad diets and like so many different like diet plans, you know, ways to work out. Um, it's like all over. And so I would say just to like start it off, I think mental health is like, I guess like right now, like the biggest advice I have for people, like when you're starting a nutrition plan or a fitness plan, or you have specific goals, like, you know, surrounding like those areas, I think focusing on like sustainability and mental health is so important not only for, you know, people to reach their goals, but just to sustain them and like really create like true change. So I think that's probably the most important thing in my opinion at this point. So how do you see that like emotionally or um, psychologically with food and how that affects people? Cause like we all talk about, you know, processed food affecting your brain and affecting your health and energy levels and all that kind of stuff. Um, and especially with COVID and being, um, some people being more uh, sedentary and just finding other things that are comfort foods. Um, do you see that more on the up curve of people taking care of themselves a little bit more or yeah, what's the correlation from mental health and nutrition specifically? For sure. Yes. I think with COVID, obviously like that's like a whole nother story just with everyone gyms being closed, like people like trapped in their houses, like, you know, working from home, all of those things. I think that's like, obviously like to a different extent, but I just think like in general, like diet culture and mental health, like really, and just like weight loss too, I think can just go hand in hand. Um, I would say just, I guess like if I'm talking to a client and like, you know, we're creating a plan, just focusing on like what like their true values are and like their non-negotiables. I always talk about like, what are things like in your life that you like that bring you joy that you can't picture like life without. So like for some people that could be like, you know, getting pizza on Friday night with like their significant other, or, you know, just like random things. And so I think that's like the first question I would ask. And then we kind of just build a plan around that. And I think, you know, we're all so different. We all have different relationships with foods. Like we all grew up different. Like 
the access to food is so different for everybody. So I think it's like really working with what you have, like starting with that first part of like, what are your non-negotiables? And then like working from there and like really like, you know, making small changes, making big changes and just kind of finding that balance. So like on one hand, like, yes, like weight loss, fitness, nutrition, it's hard. It requires discipline. But then on the other hand, like, are you enjoying your life? Like, is it like taking more than it's like giving? Are you able to sustain it? If that makes sense. Definitely. And I feel like, yeah, diet culture, or even just me personally growing up, trying to figure out what the best um, plan was for me, or just going to the world to find those things and not really anything that was dietitian recommended. I had a cousin and still have a cousin that's in the industry with dietetics as well. But it was never something that I really knew how to research or, you know, think about or who to talk to or anything. So um, I think that's huge just for our listeners to hear that as well. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what you do for work. So you said you work with clients. Um, I know you work for a certain company. So I'm wondering, yeah, how that's going, because I know that you started that pretty recently. Yes, I have. So I have been working. So I work for a company called Factor. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but they are owned by HelloFresh. And it's kind of like the same like concept. So they're like meal, it's a meal delivery service. Um, so I've been working there for over a year and a half now and I absolutely love it. Um, my specific role is kind of different than like what I've been doing and honestly like what I thought I was gonna do when I went into dietetics. But basically I work really closely with our chefs. So they create our meals. And then my role is to do more like nutrition analysis and then audits on nutrition facts labels. So just making sure like everything matches up with like the FDA standards, allergens are marked correctly, um, nutrition's accurate, et cetera. So really different than what I was doing. I do a little bit of like nutrition coaching and meal planning on the side, um, but that's my current role. Previously before that, I was working at a nutrition um, education and counseling like weight loss center. So definitely a big transition between like you know, seeing clients in person and then now working remote and doing something totally different, but it's good. So how has that affected you then? Because now you're working from home, you know, it's a different setting. You're not seeing people all the time. Like we talked about mental health, you know, are you doing okay working from home? I know a lot of people really like it. Um, there's a lot of flexibility. There's a lot of good things that come out of it. But yeah, as far as like meal prep planning, having all that kind of stuff, is that an easy thing for you or what are your struggles in that? For sure. Yes. I think for me, like there's been like ups and downs with working from home. Like when I first got a remote job, I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to like get ready. I don't have to put makeup on. Like I can just roll out of bed. But, um, so I liked it at first. I feel like after a while, like it just, you know, you're inside by yourself all day. There's not a lot of human contact. So like sometimes you can go a little stir crazy. Um, but I guess like fitness and nutrition wise, I think it's been pretty like I've switched some things up but I mean it's nice that I can be home and like cook myself like food and like so I think sticking to a meal plan wise like it's been easier for me but for me it's like structure like I need to make sure that I have like structure in my day um with my workouts like with my nutrition or that's where I feel like I start to struggle a bit so you share a little bit more of the fitness stuff on your Instagram and your stories and given free workouts. And I've done some of your own workouts, which really kicked my butt um, because, yeah, I kick other people's butts. So it's nice that I get my butt kicked. Um, so, yeah, what's your inspiration for that? Do you prep for that or you just share what you've done um, on Instagram with others? Yeah, honestly, like 
Also, side note, I need to try one of your workouts now because I'm sure they're going to kill me too. So definitely send me some. Um, but honestly, no prep at all. I just kind of like post it just for fun. I feel like sometimes it like it helps mo motivate me and like feel like it's just like a big part of my life. So it's just like cool to share with other people that like I'm close to what I do. Um, so it's like honestly more of just like fun for me, nothing too serious. Yeah, I a lot of it's fun. I see a lot of clients now. Um, it's kind of like a side gig for me too. Um, so I see I'm an independent contractor through a rec center and that's really fun. So I get to see, you know, people of all ages, I'm working with, um, younger people, some older people. Um, and that's really fun. Um, but you know, what I just remembered is that we worked at the same place at different times. We both worked for fly feet running and I was trained to be a coach right before COVID. Um, shout out to, anybody who's listening from fly feet or the fly feet fam because now it's not a thing anymore so they closed with covid and all that but um they were a lot of like crossfit running um dumbbell training kettlebell training um really cool stuff very functional um but yeah i did more of the desk stuff but i heard you did a lot of good classes and you pushed a lot of people so that's really good speak to a little bit of that i that was such a different um studio there's so many good hard workers there and a cool community to be around oh my gosh for sure i totally forgot that you worked there that's crazy that you say that but no i am so sad they closed down i'm so obsessed with five feet i'll forever be obsessed i feel like those people there like they taught me so much like i feel like i honestly like i don't know like who was there when you were working there but though all the coaches there just kind of like shaped me like as a personal trainer too um, but dang, those workouts are like next level. Like, I feel like when people say like, oh, I had a crushing workout today, I'd be like, go to fly feet. Like, it's <laughs> 10 times like, it's crazy. Um, did you, cause you would work out there too. I know you worked at the desk, but you would work out there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, cause I'd either work like an early shift and go to my other job. Cause I worked corporate fitness at the time, um, in downtown Minneapolis. And that was really fun. But then yeah, after work I'd go or, yeah, the early mornings were really fun, but really, I mean, we're talking like tough, sweaty workouts every time. And then you'd put like an R next to your name that was like for recovery. And I could never get myself to actually do the recovery workout. I'd be like, no, I got to push myself because the coaches are there to push you and you're more there to like recover and just go through the workout kind of slower paced or no weight or that kind of stuff to take care of your body. Cause yeah, you can't be pushing it hundred percent all the time. And maybe that's something we can talk about too, is just like that balance of, you know, yes, pushing yourself to your limits in some aspects, but not feeling like you have to do that all the time. I have clients that want to do cardio all the time and just push, push, push. And it's not a good thing. Don't always be the cardio bunny. Like you do need to lift weights. You do need to do Pilates. You do need to do yoga. You need a little bit of everything and something that you're passionate and want to do for the rest of your life. Don't like destroy yourself. So Oh my gosh, for sure. I like, that's such a good point. I feel like it's hard to, I'm sure like you can speak on this, like working with like people, like being like, like finding that like balance as a coach to like push people, but like, you know, want like the good things for them when it comes to fitness. But what do you do? Like, what is your advice? Like when you have a client like that? Cause I feel like that's something I struggle with so hard. Like I don't want to cross like a boundary, but it's like mm -hmm. a hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I recently, um, worked with this gal and still working with her. Um, she went through a lot of weight loss. Um, and she really likes to push and like do these things. She's like, well, I want to do this. I want to do this. 
Um, but I think the biggest thing to hammer home um, and like advice for any trainers or fitness people or anybody in the industry or overall just trying to take care of your body is just really pay attention to what you're doing. Um, I think form's a huge thing that a lot of people don't pay attention to. And I honestly, people probably think I'm really mean, but I, I have to make it perfect. Like not perfect, perfect, but I'm like, you have to get things right to not get injured. Um, I've gone through things, you know, where I've like had sore parts of my body or, you know, doing things wrong. And it's just, you can't do those things. So I guess, yeah, my advice for people that want to push, yes, let's push. I'll get you there. But we also need to build a foundation and really know what we're doing, because I like to tell people when the light bulb clicks, it'll click. You know, if you're telling them to engage a certain body part, um, engage that, think about that area. And once you get it, you get it and you'll, you'll be, you will be able to succeed. It's just a matter of taking that time and that mentality of like, okay, this is a brain thing too. You can't just mindlessly go on the elliptical and think that you're getting a good workout in. Cause that's, I think a big misconception people say, move your body every day. It's like, yes, move your body, but pay attention to what you're doing. Are you walking correctly? Is your stride right? Um, what to look for in those kind of things too. Um, I could go on and on, but I just, it's just, yeah, I think just paying attention and really uh, being purposeful about your workouts. Um, if this is a day that you're going to push yourself fueling properly, if it's a day that you're going to recover and you still want to move, okay, do a plan based on that, you know? And I think the biggest thing too, is like conversation with your trainer or somebody that's guiding you use that guidance, but then you got to have the motivation yourself too. So Absolutely. No, I feel like that's such good advice. Like, I like how you said, just like focusing on like the little things like the form and doing all of that and like, really like being intentional about workouts. Like you said, instead of just saying like, okay, I'm going to go on the treadmill, like really like focusing on like, okay, being intentional about this, making sure forms good, like, you know, preventing injury, all of those things. I feel like that's so, so smart. Yeah. And I just feel like overall, um, our society is like too fast paced where we want to get in, we want to get out. And yes, like I'm not the person that's like, yeah, you need to be there for three hours to get a good lifting session in. Um, Cause your body does need rest. Right. But yeah, living in the fast paced lifestyle, knowing to take the time to not only take care of your body, your mental health, your physical health, um, but just overall slowing down because I think, um, when COVID hit, not to bring everything back to COVID, um, but I mean, a lot of things branched out of COVID, um, like this podcast and stuff, um, like we were talking about earlier, um, is just taking the time for those things, taking the time for your people, taking the time for your body, taking the time, um, to, yeah, get into hobbies, activities, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I guess to transition a little bit, um, just, yeah, how to make that time or, yeah, what is your advice to somebody who's like, I don't have time to prep or um, what is this really going to benefit me if I go on with factor, if I order those things, you know, how do I do that practically? No, absolutely. I feel like 
for that, I think even just like we talked about before, like the start of that, like just like goes to show like how we're all so different. We all have like different schedules, like different things that we struggle with or like different barriers that can get in the way of like reaching our goals. And so I think with like just those situations starting again back at like non-negotiables or like really taking a look at like what you like, what you value going off that and then like setting realistic goals. Because I think too, something that I've noticed like in my career too, is people like you know, they, they get so motivated, which is amazing. But then like, I feel like their motivation sometimes like they're like, Hey, I'm going to work out for two hours, seven days a week. I'm never going to eat this again. Never eat this. Like let's start tomorrow. I'm excited. And it's like, okay, I love the motivation, but like, let's really take a look because like, I promise you in two weeks, you're going to come to me and say, Hey, I'm burnt out. So setting, helping them stop, set, excuse me, smart goals. So like for them, if their schedule like if they really have three days a week where they can work out for 30 minutes, let's make those 30 minutes the best workout of your life. And like, that's okay. Like that's still like, you're not a failure because you can't work out like your friend who's working out seven days a week. Like that's what you can do. And like, that's the capacity that you have. So like, let's just work with what you have. Same thing, like with nutrition, like obviously like I would love to cook like fresh, like food all day, every day for myself. But like, sometimes for me, I like don't have time. So like maybe that means like I get like a microwave dinner or something that's like easier to prep. So I think just working with what you have, like throw perfection out the door because none of us are going to, you know, no matter how hard we try, like we're not going to be perfect. So I don't know. I think that's kind of my intake. I don't know if you have anything to add. I love that. Yep. Very similar in um, the ways that we approach those things. And yeah, I think not that that's a perfect way to look at it, but I think, I mean, it kind of is because I feel like we just put too much pressure on ourselves to create this, you know, atmosphere of, well, I have to achieve this. I have to do this. I mean, like you talked about with diets, you know, it's like, okay, I got to do this in life. Okay. I got to get married. I got to have kids. I got to do this. I got to do this. And it's like, oh my gosh, just take a chill pill. Um, (laughs) Because that is not, I mean, yeah, we're both Christians. So let's talk more about that part of it. As far as like, God has a plan in everything. Like it's not, it's not like you have to get everything done. You have to achieve everything before you leave this earth. Like that is not the expectation. The expectation is just to walk through life with God, that relationship with Jesus. And that's it. Like there's no um, goal that's going to be any higher than that. And I think it's simple and it may sound like not as glamorous as the world might think. Cause yeah, like you can post, oh yeah, I just got engaged and oh yeah, I just went and did this or oh yeah. And people can see that, but that's not truly what defines you. Like what defines you is your everyday, those simple disciplines, those simple like prayers to God, those same like decisions that you're making. Like those are the things that make you who you are. It does not matter about anything else. Um, So I guess to take a little um, turn, we'll talk about um, singleness, (laughs) which everybody loves to talk about. Um, and just how that has, um, gone for you and we'll talk about the both of us, but, um, just, yeah, mi- being in the mid twenties or both 25 and, um, yeah, just like dating after college or yeah, like how you're walking through that. Cause I know it's not easy cause I'm in the same boat. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Yes, no, for sure. I love it. So I feel like, no, I feel like we really can relate. Like, I feel like we really are kind of like, not in like the exact same season, but like very similar for sure. And I think like for me, like it's honestly, if I'm being like totally honest, it's been like up and down for sure. Like it is not easy. And I think for me, 
especially like being in, I think for anybody, like being going from being in like a really committed long-term relationship and then like all of a sudden being single in your mid twenties. Like, I think it can be so confusing. It got to be like a life crisis in a way. Like you think, you know, you're going to be with a person and then like life kind of like switches on you. And so I feel like on one hand, like there's so it's lonely, especially like you said, if you have, we have friends right and left, like getting engaged, like getting married, like spending so much time as they should, like with their significant other, it can be like, kind of feel like, wow, like what's wrong with me? Am I a failure? Like, what am I doing wrong? Or like, God, getting mad at God, like, God, what are you doing with my life? Like, this isn't fair. But on the other hand, like for me personally, I've also felt like there's just like been a lot of growth for me, like just figuring out like who I am, like growing in my relationship with God, kind of like giving up control of my life too um in those moments and just figuring out like I feel like there's a lot of confidence from being in your mid-20s and kind of like you know being at being in that time where like you can just be happy by yourself and you can figure out like what do I like what do I like with my life and utilizing like instead of like you know spending this time me like sulking all the time and saying oh I'm single like I'm so mad at God like using that energy to be the best version of myself like mentally physically spiritually so that when I do meet my person like we can be that power couple that can you know just like really encourage each other so I feel like that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know if you can relate to any of Jeez, I feel like I'm talking to myself. This is like someone else on the other end <laughs> of this. This is just great. So um, yeah, I guess to mimic that, I think the biggest thing and misconception with singleness is that it's supposed to be lonely. It's supposed to be boring. Like you're supposed to be waiting for your Prince Charming, um, which is just a crack of crap, honestly, because there, I mean, for our listeners out there, there's no Prince Charming. That Prince Charming is Jesus, and he died on the cross for us, and that's that's who it is. It doesn't matter uh, that human person, because they're never going to be able to fill that void. That's just something I want to say right off the bat, um, because, yeah, I think being in my mid-20s, um, I came off of a year-and-a-half relationship, and a um, few months, five, six months later, you know, dating someone, talking to someone, um, and then that not working out, it's like, okay, like, I don't really know where this is headed. You know, I don't know where, what God has in plan, but honestly, like, I'm really thankful for the time that he's given me. And I know that the singleness, um, part of my life is so important. Um, I think in the past I've been really relationship driven and just, okay, I want to be in a relationship. Oh, I want to get married. Oh, da, da, da. When in reality, um, we can learn a lot from other people being in those seasons. Um, and I think that's also a blessing in disguise as well, like being in this single season. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are getting married. There's a lot of people that are engaged. There's a lot of people having babies now at our age. <laughs> but it's like, okay, that's great for them. And you can be supportive in them. Um, I was just talking to my friend who's going to have a baby here at the end of the month, baby written. Um, and she was saying, she said something. I said, you know, it's really good to have friends in other seasons because if we were all in the same season, then we'd all be robots, really. I mean, we wouldn't be learning anything from anybody else. Um, and I think that's God's plan too. Um, you know, there's people in the Bible that had babies when they were very old and very young and then made servants. You know, there's all these people that were imperfect people as well. And nobody was in the same plan either. And if that was God's plan, that's how we would have been made. So, um, I think just to speak to that, um, knowing that, yeah, you aren't alone, but to not waste that season. And <laughs> I love your power couple comment. I'm like, that is so true because yeah, you shouldn't feel like that person's here to complete you. It should just be like a running along the side, running towards Jesus, like 
that sort of relationship. It shouldn't be somebody that's going to hold you back, isn't somebody that's going to treat you poorly. Um, and just, yeah, being confident that that person is there. And even if it's not, knowing that like God will still provide no matter what. Um, yeah, I guess my question to you, Carly, is just like, how do you walk that out every day? Is it harder in some days? I know for me, sometimes it's harder in some days than others. You feel more empowered than other days. You're like, yep, I'm a single lady, da, da, da. But um, yeah, talking about the hard stuff, talking about like, yeah, being around friends. How do you take that? What's your perspective on that? No, for sure. I honestly, everything you just said there was like such a good point. Like seriously, that was like helpful for me too. Like when I'm thinking about it, but I feel like it, for me, I've just noticed like it just kind of comes in waves. Like I think little things can be triggering and especially just talking about like comparing like where we are with our friends. I think that's been too like kind of triggering for me. Like when I see like my best friends, like dating, they're going on like these dates or, you know, they're like, I just feel like they're doing all the right things. And I think like for me, I've struggled like with comparison, but what you said there, when, what did you just say? You said something like our lives would be so boring if we're all going through like the same thing, which like to me, I feel like that's just such a good like mindset like shift and like a different perspective to have because you're so right. Like if we were all in the same season, it wouldn't be as special. So that's very helpful. So I love that. But anyway, going back to what you said, I feel like for me, like just kind of noticing when I feel down, like some days, there's days where I'm like on top of the world, like I'm confident, like I'm like, God, this doesn't make sense, but I trust you. Like, I know who you are. Like, I know what you've done in my life. Like, it's going to be fine. And then it's crazy how, like, even like two hours later, I could be like, wait, what the heck, God? Like, what are you doing? Like, this, I do like make it make sense. Like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I think it's just like in those moments, just really like continuing to pray, telling God my feelings, telling God, like praying, God, I'm really frustrated. Like, it's really hard for me to trust you right now. Like, show me like how to like use me in my suffering. So I'm not just sitting here in my suffering. Like, help me get out of my own life to like use whatever you're trying to like teach me in the season. I feel like that's kind of like, it's not easy and it doesn't look pretty. It looks messy sometimes, but that's what I'm trying to strive for, I guess, in the season of singing. Oh, that is so true. Oh my gosh. And I feel like there's so many TikToks about that too. Like, oh, I'm on cloud nine. Like, yep, I'm waiting for that man. Like, ah, da, da, da. and then it's like two hours later, <laughs> where is he? Like, what's going on? I'm not waiting anymore. Um, Cause yeah, it does. It gets weary. Um, I think the Christian life, the Christian journey, um, does get weary, like whether you're in a relationship or not. Um, but, um, I had really good wisdom from my friend today, actually, we we're talking and she was like, um, and everybody says this on social media, but just let it sink in the, um, don't look for a Christian boy, look for a godly man. Um, and like really what that is, um, because I think, you know, uh, knowing who you are as a godly woman is really important, but I think it's more important to discern who then that Christian man is that godly man for you, because I think there's so many um, people that the enemy can place in your life to just trip you up and like for attention, you know, like you're a beautiful girl. Like there are many people that are going to be like, Oh, she's so cute. You know? And just like, not, falling into that, you know, because it, it's so easy, like, oh, yeah, that's nice, you know, or oh, that's a great comment. But it's like, you know what, I don't want just somebody who's going to call me cute, or somebody who's going to call me attractive, or beautiful, or whatever, like, I want somebody who's going to be like, hey, um, I really like that you talked about this, and like having deep conversations, you know, about faith, like, that's what you want in a husband, like, you want somebody who's going to talk about those things, who's going to race you towards the Lord, like, it's not going to be somebody who's going to okay, yeah, let's just go hang out and like stare in each other's eyes. Like, yeah, that's great and fine. Like having those moments, but like, 
yeah, I mean, when you're building a family, when you're building Christian community and having community around each other, like that's what the kingdom is for. That's how you're going to spread the love of the Lord, like all of that kind of stuff. And not somebody who's just going to sit back and go, oh, this is great. So um, I don't know if you can speak to that at all, but I just, yeah, I think it's so easy on social media for people to just be like, hey, you're cute. We should talk. Um, or, you know, I like your picture or whatever. And it's like, yeah, those are great pictures. And I feel really confident in them. And I'm going to post them because that's who I am. I don't need you to tell me that you're cute or that I'm cute. Um, because that's not what I'm posting it for. You know, like if you say I'm cute, great, but I want more than that. Like, I don't want somebody to just tell me I'm cute. I'm more than just cute. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I totally relate. And I think like patience, when you said that, I was just like thinking of patience. Cause like, I've been in that same boat where like those days where I'm like, God, I'm lonely. Like, where's my husband? Like, I've waited so long. Like, you know, and I'm just bitter. Like, I feel like it can be so easy to like fall into that or like settle almost because you're like, I'm or I'm just talking about me, not you, but like because I'm like impatient. And it's, it's so tempting to like entertain, like talk to someone, and, like, you know, at the back of your head, like, okay, like I don't think this person like is making me a better per- like version of myself or bringing me closer to God, but it's kind of nice like to talk to them because I'm lonely. And I think like, going forward though, like, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, like after like investing so much time, like in a relationship or whatever, it's like now I feel like I have more of an understanding of like, no, this is why God wants us to wait. Cause like, you know, there it's hard getting out of a relationship, like investing time. And then all of a sudden being like, wait a second, like this isn't working. So totally agree with you. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, overall with everything that we talked about in singleness, in nutrition and fitness and everything that you walk through, um, knowing that like God is at the center of all of that stuff. Like he's with you through all the seasons. He's with you through all the little moments and it's not something to take lightly. I think we're like, Oh yeah, he's with me, like whatever. But honestly, even the small decisions of like, okay, am I going to eat healthy today? Am I not going to eat healthy? Am I going to work out? Am I not going to work out? Um, it's those daily, like dying to yourself, like knowing that, um, your life is higher than all of those other things. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a size two, it doesn't matter if, you know, you're perfectly healthy all the time. Um, it doesn't matter if you're single, it doesn't matter if you're married, like all of those things, again, like chalk it up to God and like who he's called you to be in the spheres that you're in the season that you're in. Um, it doesn't have to be difficult. It won't be confusing. It'll just be, and yeah, just knowing that you can take action of those things too. Like it doesn't have to be just because you feel stuck, um, in a rut in fitness in nutrition in relationship, you don't have to stay there. You can surrender that to God. And like you said, the control and letting go thing as well, um, in all of those different aspects and spheres, because yeah, I don't think it's fair to feel like we have to do it all. So Absolutely. No, I love that. And I think it comes back to what you said, like in the beginning too, about like, at the end of the day, like, we're really just here, you know what I mean? Like, with everything we do in our life, like God is the most important. And like, just like everything we talked about with fitness, with nutrition, at the end of the day, like our worth is in God. So I, I love that. I feel like just knowing that, you know, like you said, there's, there's so many things that we can focus on. But if we're putting any of those things before God, like we're not going to be fulfilled, and we're not going to be like following God's plan for us. And so yeah, totally agree. Well, I feel like we've learned so much and talked so much. Um, a little backstory, we met like um, our freshman year of college and 
Carly went away to the U of M. I finished out at Stout. Um, so it's always good to catch up and talk. Um, and we always do some takeaways. So I'll go over some takeaways and then kind of wrap us up here. Um, so we talked a lot about mental health in the fitness industry and nutrition. Um, we gave you guys a lot of good takeaways. I feel like as far as singleness, just knowing that, yeah, we're not in control. Um, like God is in control, knowing that that doesn't complete you either. Um, but yeah, I think the ultimate, I would say of this whole conversation is just that, like the trust in the Lord, the patience to be where you're at, um, no matter where you're at, because it honestly chalk it up to God calling you higher than your job, higher than relationships, higher than your hobbies. Like he's there to glorify himself through you. So um, and I feel like you are such a good example of that and everything that you share um, and just who you are. So um, any closing thoughts for you, Carly? No, honestly, I feel like this conversation like did so much for me, like even like you're hearing your advice. But no, thank you so much. I feel the same way about you and just how you live your life and just like inspiration, obviously, with fitness and just everything. And so, no, I, I just thank you for the conversation. Seriously. So, so good. Uh, well, I... I'm really sorry that Autumn couldn't be here. I love you, Autumn. Um, can't wait for you to hear this. Um, but if you like this podcast, please leave a review and subscribe. Um, you can find us on podcasting platforms like Apple Music and, uh, sorry, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, and then we also have an Instagram, Raise Your Standards podcast, and then at Autumn O'Dean for her personal, and then mine at Hannah underscore Henson one. And then Carly, do you have an Instagram for our listeners <laughs> yes i think my username is williams carly 33 <laughs> love it well go follow her and uh see all of her fitness stuff um but for now um thanks for listening and we'll see you next time